Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What up, Kings fans? Welcome to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash that like button down below, and we would appreciate if you subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this via your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate a five-star rating and also a subscription as well, and you can always join us live here on YouTube. Just search up Royal Rebounds, and you'll find the channel but it's Thursday. We're two weeks away from the NBA draft, and Calvin and I are here in the studio breaking down the Kings, what they need, whether they should trade up, trade down, stay put, and give you our thoughts on some of these top picks in the NBA draft. We posted a video yesterday of Kings offseason needs where we break down the salary cap and some stuff like that. So if you're interested, please check out that video. It is on this channel as well as on our other channel, Basketball at the Bar. Also want to remind you all that we are giving away a Fanatics gift card. Uh, so I'm going to put a link to that below in the description and also in the chat box. So make sure you go in and enter in to win that. Calvin, what's up? We're here. We are here. We've uh, we just finished up on basketball at the bar, which is our live stream that we do every single weekday. So if you are interested in joining us live every day, we're on that channel. That's where you can find us. But don't worry, we're still putting out a ton of Kings content this offseason on Royal Rebound. So we will be here. Shout out to Jim. Shout out to Charlie. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Calvin, let's jump right into it. So, we've been looking at some mock drafts. They've been changing a little bit, not too much. But I, I think we need to discuss the topic of where the Kings are going to be drafting. Because they moved up in the draft lottery. They actually moved up the most out of any team in the draft lottery, securing pick number four. That pick is projected to be a guard. Uh, the Kings are good at drafting guards. They're very good at it. As they've done in the past two seasons. But uh, we've heard some rumors about them potentially moving up, moving down. I want to hear your thoughts. What are the Kings' best moves to make two Thursdays from now? Well, look, I, I don't see how you could end up with a better draft day scenario than moving up to the number two pick. As we've heard, it's been rumored or rumored already to uh, that deal possibly has already been done. And selecting whoever is there at 
number two, whether it's Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren. Th- those are the two best prospects overall in the class. They're the two best big men in the class. They fit areas of need for the Sacramento Kings. That, to me, is by far the best case scenario. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, pick four is rough because of the guard situation when you're taking best available as, uh, in, or like fit, stuff like that. I think the Kings definitely need to move up in this draft, and and you nailed it on the head there. Smith and Holmgren are the two guys that I'm targeting. They're my favorite players in this year's NBA draft, and uh, having picked two guarantees you to get one of those guys. Right Now, there's a weird scenario where potentially a pick four, one of those guys could drop, or if you're able to trade up to pick three, uh, one of those guys could fall, and, and you could pick one of them, but nothing I really want to be betting the house on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You want to let everyone know your uh, – so that's your first best-case scenario. What is option number two for you if you're the Kings? Option number two for me would be trading down uh, and not trading down too far. Uh, I'm thinking more of like trading down to five or six potentially uh, to where you could get uh, you know a player in return that's going to be a good rotation player for you or even possibly a starter depending on who it is. And you're still available, you still have available to pick from a an assortment of wings, whichever the, the one you like the best is, whether it's Shaden Sharp or Keegan Murray or even A.J. Griffin, uh, you know, whose name has been thrown out a lot lately as we're getting closer and closer to draft day. Yep, yep. Shout out to T here, Progressive G. I see you guys here in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Jim, I feel you, man. Uh, watching, you know, videos last night. I'm concerned about taking another guy from Duke, especially another big man. And if we trade it up to pick number two to draft another guy from Duke at pick two, I do have some concerns there. But uh, I, I definitely think that uh, that the Kings are, are in a much better position than they were in that draft as far as management goes and scouting abilities. Uh, maybe there's not a Luka Doncic in this draft, um, but – I'm happy with where the Kings are at right now, but I agree with Calvin. I think you got to trade up to pick two or maybe trade down to pick six. Pick four, as much as I'm happy the Kings got the pick, and I'm still happy because if they do move down to pick six, seven, eight, maybe where they were projected to go, maybe they can pick up another asset, which is really what the Kings just need to do, right, is every offseason – they just need to continue to pick up assets, whether that's draft picks, whether it's players, whether it's expiring contracts that you can flip to a contender for more picks or more players. Uh, and I think the Kings are in a great position here to do that. Do you want to explain why staying put is probably the worst case scenario right now for the Kings? Well, for, to me, it's the worst case scenario because if they stay at four, I fear that they're going to draft Jaden Ivey. And I fear that because I don't like what it means for the team. I, I do think that Jay Nivey is a very talented prospect that has a lot of potential. Some people think he's got the most potential out of any player available in this class. But again, for, for me, I don't see the, the need or the want to take another guard here. Even if he does have all the talent that people, uh, you know, rightfully so say he does. It just doesn't seem to me to advance the team that much further. A, a lot of people are really high on Dante DiVincenzo. People are even high on Terrence Davis coming yep. back from injury Davion next Mitchell. year. Davion Mitchell's another guard. 
it's the same problem that we're going to have <laughs> as what the Kings started with last offseason. And, you know, how do you organize all the minutes for these guys? What's the right rotation to play? Is the fit with De'Aaron Fox the right move? Those are all too big a question marks to me, especially when you've got potential to go out and get positions that are much, much higher in terms of area of need for me in this draft, like a power forward mm -hmm. or a, a versatile rotational wing that can play three or four. Yeah. That, to me, is by far the biggest, as I'm seeing this question here, area of need that the Kings should address. Whether that's making a trade for a win-now player, the, all the names that we've already heard, John Collins, Pascal Siakam, all those guys, that would be a great move if it's possible, or using your current draft pick as leverage to move up and up or down to secure one of those players in this draft class. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of debate around best player available versus fit and what you think, uh, you know, the Kings need to do with their draft pick. But I guess what Calvin is suggesting here is that you should take the best player available, but, you should try and move up draft pick or move down draft pick wise so that fit and best player available is the same exact guy. And I think that's what you're getting to here is, yeah. yes, the Kings need maybe another shooting guard or a wing. Uh, they need a four. They need to figure out those positions. But if you can move up to two, you're getting the best player available that fits that need. If you move down to six, maybe you can pick up that best player available that fits the need and get another asset. As far as me, Progressive G, biggest need for the Kings is adding more talent this offseason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but biggest draft need is is kind of along those same lines is they need a productive player that's going to be healthy, that's going to remain with the squad. But if you're able to trade down and pick up other assets as well, I guess that would be a need or help fulfill one of those needs as well. Um, but... Right now, I'm, I'm in the boat of Kings need to trade up to pick two. I, I agree. That's definitely the, the best possible scenario for them. I don't think Charlie is a big fan of uh, Smith here. He said it's a big red flag. He shot 42% from the field and 42% from three. Massive red flag. What are your thoughts, Calvin? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean... Those numbers are not great. Well, 43% from three is fantastic, but there is not a franchise-changing player or a you know, LeBron James-type prospect, a clear consensus all-star level player available in this class. Every single one of these guys has red flags. The question for me when it comes to what do you do with your pick is, Again, not necessarily always about best available player. It's what does that prospect bring to your team? Jabari Smith is one of the most talented uh, for big men perimeter defenders available in this class. That's something the Kings need. He's a power forward that can stretch the floor. That's something that the Kings need. So maybe he's not what a lot of people view as worthy of the number one pick. But again, the Kings are not picking at number one. Even if they move to number two, they're taking whoever you would think gets left to them between yeah. those two guys, right? So Jabari Smith has a ton of potential to be a great player in the league. And when you're one of the worst defensive teams out there, the Kings have been historically bad defensively. You need to address that. And this guy would definitely help address that. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is my favorite prospect in the draft. And I understand what you're saying about red flags and stuff like that. Calvin has a good point, too, that a lot of players have red flags. But on your point, the Kings need a four. Dude can play the four. They need shooting. He's an incredible shooter. They need defense. He's an outside inc- shooter. He's an incredible defender. Um, we were talking about it earlier on basketball at the bar. My concerns with him are decision-making ability and passing yeah. ability. Decision-making ability is something that, you know, if you're capable, you can definitely improve that, especially in in the NBA, working with a lot of these guys, and maybe that helps his field goal percentage out. But um, just on the defensive end alone, I love this guy. And I've said it in the past, I'm going to say it again, I'm a big fan of guys that are uh, ahead defensively and the offensive end kind of catches up to them. Um, because I feel like those players have a much better ceiling. But the dude is already an incredible three-point shooter. Uh, I think his game will transition very, very well to the NBA. And I love the fit next to a guy like DeMontis Sabonis. I agree. I yeah, really he, do. He's, in terms of what NBA teams are looking for right now at the the wing or the power forward position, he checks pretty much every single box. Yep. What's up, Patrick? Good to see you here. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, you are having fun today as well. He says, we need to address our need in free agency, but in the draft, get their best player available. That's how Monty works. Yeah, I think they just need to find a way to basically leverage themselves into, like what I was saying, get into the pick that makes sense so that they can draft the best player available and get value from yeah. that pick. Yep. Chet would be a dream. Ivy has been my favorite since this draft started. Ivy was my favorite early on as well. Um, but I've kind There's of shipped a ton of things to like about him. Yeah, I've kind of shifted towards Calvin's perspective in the terms of like, do we want another guard? Because we've we've all talked about, yes, the Kings need to figure out who their starting shooting guard is next season. Like that is a top priority. But you have a guy like Davion Mitchell who's been playing incredibly well. Not saying that he should be the starter. I'm just saying you have him. You have Terrence Davis who's played well in spurts. Mm -hmm. You have Dante DiVincenzo, a guy that you traded for twice. What's going to happen with him? Uh, And then you have uh, the Holiday uh, brother as well. So it's like, what do you do here? Um, I think the position that needs to be filled first is probably the power forward. And that's why I'm looking towards one of these top three guys in the draft. Uh, Calvin, let's talk about the guy from Duke. Uh, Go for it. Paolo Banquero, uh, incredibly skilled big man. The ability to run your offense, you know, from the power forward position, effortless, uh, you know, shooter and playmaker, really handles the ball well. He's just incredibly skilled offensively. And, I think he has been overlooked at times in this draft process because he played on a really, really solid team. They never really asked him to be like the go-to guy. I'm sure he did it in spurts for them. But even when you look back, you know, at at games in the NCAA tournament, he doesn't jump off the screen to you with like highlight plays or anything, but that's because he physically he's so much ahead of where most guys are in college. This guy is NBA ready from a body standpoint, 100%, and has skill at 6'10 to go along with it. But um, 
the question marks for him are on the defensive side of the ball. And so that's why for me, if you're going to take a power forward in one of the top three picks, yeah. I'm going with guys who have skill offensively, maybe not as much as Ben Caro, you know, probably from a Jabari Smith standpoint, but I'm going with guys who can bring stuff to the table on offense and are much, much further ahead of him defensively already. Yeah. I, I could see a scenario where the Kings end up with this guy, and that's simply based on the fact that I think he's the most NBA-ready prospect currently. He's got the body. He's ready to play. And if you're the Kings and you're like, okay, we need to make the playoffs this year, and we're striking out in free agency, or, or we don't really have many other guys on our radar, we need a guy that's ready to perform from day one and solidify that position. If he falls to pick number four, we've heard about Houston potentially being interested in Jaden Ivey. I don't know why we talked about all the guards that they have on their <laughs> yeah. roster, but uh, you know, if Paulo drops to pick four, maybe that's an ideal situation for the Kings where you get a guy that fits a position of need. Maybe he's the best player available if Ivy's gone and he's ready to perform day one. Yeah. I mean, look at They could do worse certainly than drafting Boncaro, especially if they're staying at four, um, you know, if Ivy does happen to come off the board first, it's uh, it's tough though. I, I'm I'm not. Uh, I think that they could make a few other picks here, whether it's at four or moving up, moving down, that are going to help the team more in the short run. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sorry, I got to catch up here with the chat. You guys are are killing it here. Charlie, we always appreciate all your comments. Uh, what do you want to do? What do you want the Kings to do with the pick? You, would you rather them trade it? Would you rather them uh, move up, move down? Or, or who do you like it for? I, I'd like to hear from you, for sure. Rick says, trade holiday, please. What's up, Rick? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that holiday was not brought here for a specific reason. He was a trade filler to get rid of Buddy Heald's contract. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's played well in spurts and he could potentially be maybe like a one year gap filler. If, um, you know, the Kings decide we're going to solidify the four position first, and then we're going to let these three guards that we have compete for the position. If at the end of the year, or maybe the trade deadline, if none of them have solidified themselves as the starting shooting guard, then we attack that position as well. I, I could see both of those situations. I have a great feeling that Monty is going to get Chet. He wants to make a splash. Thoughts, Calvin? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree that Monty is is all in here on um, doing what is necessary or or what it whatever it takes to to further the progression of this team. And, and you know, whether that's making a splash via trade or, uh, um, you know, like we saw with Sabonis last season or moving up in this draft to go and get somebody like Chet Holmgren. That that for sure, there's there can't be anybody out there that thinks Monty McNair doesn't want to make a, a serious move here. Yeah. What do you think it would cost to trade up to pick two? That's a good question. Oklahoma City is a tough team to, to guess what they want, right? Like, they've yeah. already got everyone's draft pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of a roster standpoint, they've got a ton of holes. So, like, maybe they want Rashawn Holmes because they don't really have a, a center. Maybe they want 
Harrison Barnes because he's a wing, um, a veteran, and is not is on an expiring contract. I don't really know what they would be asking for to go from four to two. Yeah, it, it's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, it, if I was just going to look at that team and say, okay, what have they wanted in the past? I'm gonna say they they want more draft picks, right? <laughs> yeah. So if I'm the Kings, am I like okay? We're betting it all on this year. We're making the playoffs this year. So maybe if we believe that whoever we get at pick two or, or whatever our plan is at offseason, that we are going to make the playoffs, then our first-round pick next year maybe isn't that valuable. And maybe we can uh, protect it, maybe not lottery protected, but maybe top five protected or something like that, to where if this season just kind of all falls apart, like it's happened many times in the past, you have kind of a backup plan. Um, so for me, I think it's going to take another draft pick, potentially next year's first round pick to move up to pick uh, two. So that brings another can of worms, right? Because you can't trade consecutive draft picks. Yeah. So maybe you tell Oklahoma City, we want Smith or Holmgren, whoever falls to pick number two. Who do you guys want to pick four? And then as soon as you draft the player at pick four, you trade the fourth pick and next year's first rounder, maybe top five, top 10 protected would be ideal for whoever they drafted at pick two. Yeah, that's I, I like that's that, something man. I see that would make it happen. And one thing that the Kings might have working in their favor is I've read a few reports that the Thunder are high on Jaden Ivey as well. Yeah. So that could uh, benefit the Kings in terms of what they have to give up to move to number two and have Oklahoma City move back to four because for, from Oklahoma City's standpoint, they're going to get the player that they might want anyway out of that deal. And, yeah, and on that point, we've seen it in the past where teams like Boston, they had the number one overall pick. They could have taken anybody in the draft they wanted, and they decided, we like Jason Tatum. We think he's going to be the best player in the draft, and he was so far. Oh, I think um, he's by far the best player. And they're like, we're going to so trade far. down to take the best player available at the, at the spot he was slotted to go. Yeah. We also saw it with, um, with Doncic and, uh, Trey Young. and Trey Young. So uh, that's definitely, definitely possible. Charlie says he'd look to trade back. Um, I like that scenario as well. And use I, Holmes I really in the early second round pick to get Brogdon and Ananobi. If that's possible, I, I like both of those moves. But then you're pin, you're pulling in another guard in Brogdon. You think Brogdon and Fox would play together well? I do like the potential of that um, because I love Malcolm Brogdon from a defensive standpoint. And, and again, for me, I'm all I'm all in on trying to get players that are going to make this team be able to stop people. Like yeah. that that's been by far their biggest hole. And if you can if you can trade back and get Keegan Murray to solidify that four yeah. position, then that gives you even more options as well. A lot of good comments here. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Jim says it would take four and an unprotected first next year to move up. That's that's possible. I mean, yeah, you're only moving up two it's spots. It's really hard to predict what it would take, you know, especially when you're dealing with a team like Oklahoma City. Maybe top three protected next year. I, I don't know. That You're only moving up two spots. Progressive G, what all-star level talent is on the trading block that the Kings go, could go after with the fourth pick? Julius Randle, question mark? 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, he, his name definitely keeps coming up. And the Knicks are, you know, one of those teams that are supposed to be pretty aggressive in trying to move up in this tra- in this draft right now. So uh, they don't have a ton of uh, guys on that roster that they could really dangle out as incentive for teams to move that far back. Julius Randle would definitely be one of them. I'm not trading pick four for Julius Randle. I'm sorry. I, I like Julius Randle. I think he's a good player, but I'm not giving up the fourth pick for him. It would it would take much, much more. Um, but if I'm moving down to 11 in Julius Randle, maybe I would consider that. But straight up fourth pick for Julius Randle, not going to do it. Yeah. What about trading the fourth pick for Zach Levine? Well, it's going to have to be a sign-in trade because he's an unrestricted free agent. So I, I'm not sure how that deal would work exactly. That'd, that'd be interesting. Um, I mean, I see why the Kings would do that. I see why the Bulls would do that. I don't see why Zach Levine would do that. Yeah. Don't see why Zach Levine would do that. But I like the thought, Sean. I like the shot or the, the, the thought. Um, Patrick likes Dyson Daniels. What are your thoughts on Dyson Daniels? Um, he's one of the maybe biggest question marks, I think, in the whole draft. Like, I, I think there's a ton to really like about him. He's a very, very skilled passer, uh, has a lot of defensive potential, pretty good shooter, um, and comes from, you know, what is emerging more and more every year to be like the farm system of the NBA. The G League Ignite team seems to be a great path to get guys ready to play in the NBA. Uh, and this guy has really kind of risen up the draft boards a, a lot recently. You know, if you went back a couple of months, this guy was not talked about really as a top 10 pick, but has been much, much more so lately. I like him. I like him as a prospect. I think he's he's a really solid overall player. But again, I, I just go back to the idea of, Draft do I want to take another <laughs> guard? And And I don't. I really don't. I would much rather move up and take a power forward or move back and take a wing. Smash that like button. Charlie says, maybe I've got to the point where I'm overanalyzing Keegan Murray, but I like Dyson Daniels more. But do you like the fit more is my question for you, Charlie, because they play different positions, and Calvin's got a good point in drafting another guard. And what what kind of message does that send to Deer and Fox, right, if you're just drafting another guard? A lot of uh, a lot of questions here, Calvin. The availability or potential availability of guys like John Collins and DeAndre Ayton does that make you question whether you should be drafting a big man? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, again, I think that Monty is going to do all everything, explore every option here, right? as as the um, draft approaches and on draft day, you know, when they're in the war room, they're going to be calling all these teams, Atlanta and Toronto. They have to, like, they, they, they've got to check all those boxes. And if something, you know, is available for them to make a move and grab one of those players, if they feel like they're not going to give up too much to do it, I they think they probably will. Like, it yeah. makes a lot of sense to do those deals. The question is, you know, will the negotiations even out and both sides come to an agreement? Yeah. Jim says trade Fox to the Knicks for Randall and 11th. 
I think Ivy and Daniels will both be gone at pick number 11, but maybe you could get a guy like Johnny Davis. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, right? Because the Kings, you don't want to show your hand and you want to set your team up for success. But at the same time, like, you're on a you're kind of on, like, a clock now where it's like we need to make the playoffs. There's a lot of amazing players here in the draft, but how many of them are ready to win now? Yeah, this you're not so much you're still technically rebuilding, but this may be the, one of the longest rebuilds in <laughs> NBA history, you know? At some point, you've got to construct a team that's going to win here. Patrick wants to talk more about Victor Oladipo. Him and DeMontis Sabonis have some chemistry. Would love that. What are your thoughts on bringing back Victor Oladipo? And do, do any of these guys that we're talking about here in free agency have any impact on what you're doing in the draft? Or is it draft first and then figure out the rest later? Well, I think that's a um, probably a two-part answer question. I mean, yes, they, they definitely affect each other, that, but the draft is first, free agency is second, so... You know, if you're not able to make a trade that brings you in, um, you know, a win-now player or whatever, I think you have to focus first on the draft. And they don't have the number one pick either, so it's not like they can just take anybody. They're yep. dependent on the people that get picked in front of them, wherever that spot is going to be. So it, that it's a complicated answer, I think. They definitely affect each other, but you kind of have to take what comes to you first, yep. I would I would say. Uh and then in terms of Victor Oladipo, I think that's a great move for the Kings. Great move. Like, again, it depends on how much you're going to pay him. I think that you can get him for a pretty reasonable deal. There's a really high upside potentially for grabbing somebody like that. And he fits team needs. He's a really, really solid defender. If mm -hmm. he stays healthy, I mean, you know, at times he was one of the better guards in the NBA. Like, that, that would be a great addition for this team. Yeah, I like Victor Oladipo a lot. My favorite part about him is probably going to be the price tag that it costs to bring him to this team. That is one of the concerns I have with bringing in Aiton or John Collins or somebody like that is they make so much money. It really uh, you know, prevents your team from making moves in the future. And that's another reason why I'm going to say I would love to move up to pick number two and take one of these big men because you have them locked up for four years on a relatively – reasonable deal it's going to be nine ten million dollars or something like that as opposed to a 20 plus million dollar player um elsewhere so i'm taking it one step at a time but i think the kings got to move up here to pick number two i really do uh kings are not trading up they do not want to give up future picks and they do not have any player that would entice a team with a higher pick I don't know I, if I'd I agree with that. to hear the that. other teams say that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Making an assumption, which might be right, but yeah, it, it's it's hard to speak in absolutes right now when you talk about the draft in terms of anything. Yeah, and I think honestly, the only thing we can really go for or go from in, in terms of this is Monty said he's going to be really aggressive. So to me, that means I'm willing to trade my picks. I'm willing to trade whatever it takes to get another player or to improve this roster and i i think it's all on the table at this point charlie i still stand by deer and fox as not being a franchise player dude only excels when the rest of the nba stops giving a shit i mean whether that's true or not 
they chose De'Aaron yeah, Fox the, as the, the franchise Kings player. are all in on him. So yeah. that, that's uh, you're perfectly right there. You, whether you think he is or not doesn't matter because that Sacramento is is all in on him at this point. Jim asks if you have a choice between Chet and Jabari, who would you take? I'm going to disagree with you here. I yeah. do really like Jabari Smith a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot about him that makes me very, very intrigued and, and excited to have him as a part of my team. But I'm going with the guy who has, who is projected to be the best overall prospect in this class, can do so many different things, and really is, I don't like the term unicorn, but like he really is one of those types of players. He is. He there's is. very few people out there that can do what he can do on a basketball court, both on offense and on defense. So uh, if I have a chance to get that guy, I'm definitely going to take him. Yeah, I like Smith a lot better, and it's it's the perimeter defense that I love the most from him. Um, I think that he is going to transition very, very well to the NBA. Uh, I just look at, like, for me, the past five years, I've just been saying, look, the NBA is changing. Everybody's getting taller. <laughs> They're being able to shoot the ball better from three-point range. And I think everybody needs to defend every single position. And that's the thing that really sticks out for me is this guy can defend all five positions. I'm talking about Jabari Smith here. Can defend all five position, positions. He can shoot the ball incredibly well from the three-point line. And he's big. He is the prototypical big man for me in the NBA. Yeah. And I was telling Calvin uh, before the show here, this comparison might not be ideal, but he reminds me of a Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe not as good as of a rim protector, but a great defender, and he can shoot the three ball extremely well. Jaron Jackson has had moments where he's shot the ball incredibly well he's from three points. been very range. streaky. But I think but yeah. Jabari Smith, yeah, is way more consistent. And I just to, like, think about fit versus need and best player available and all that stuff, if you can get Smith with pick number two, that's all the all the birds with one stone <laughs> like you're getting the yeah. best player available yeah, I, I, I think agree. he fits I, I would be happy with either incredibly well at two and just to think about like a combination between Jabari Smith and DeMontis Sabonis like I think they complement each other ideally um, and I think it gives more room for Sabonis and a guy like De'Aaron Fox to both get to the basket but that being said I like both players I'd be perfectly happy having Chet Holmgren on this squad. My only concerns with him is durability, health, and size. All right. Oh, we appreciate that. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Uh, it seems like the league is trying to speak these rumors into existence. This league is not a fan of the Kings, so I'm going to be the touter. <laughs> hey, that's totally fair. Like, the, I, I don't... Uh, um, you know, it makes total sense to have that that outlook and that perspective, and, it, and it's very it's a very realistic possibility. Like the Kings might not be able to trade up to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, and we we appreciate that. Thank you. We will definitely buy some beers. Calvin and I are going to Waikiki this yes. weekend, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. If you guys ever find yourself in Waikiki, you gotta check out High's Steakhouse. I think it's in the Hilton. Uh, we were looking at the menu last we're night. We're trying to go. We're oh trying. Oh, my God. It looks amazing. It is phenomenal. I got to get the steak Oscar. Um, but yes. I might and be the, getting a the couple, tower. couple different things there. It, it sure. looks awesome. Progressive G, I do think the NBA is getting taller. 
Um, maybe not in terms of like we're seeing a lot of big men or teams playing like smaller, but in terms of like everybody is getting taller and they're doing more and more things. Yes. Like how often do you see a seven foot guy that can handle and shoot like Kevin Durant? Like we have not really seen that much. Now we're seeing Porzingis, not that he's anywhere close, but he can do a lot of the same things. We're seeing guys like Chet Holmgren. We're just seeing bigger guys that can shoot. They're more versatile. We're not finding the seven-footers that can only rebound and block shots, and that's all they can do anymore. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is not necessarily the height of players, but it's the uh, it's the prototypical NBA player, the, the skill set. Yeah. Uh, we, we are seeing lots more teams move towards smaller lineups. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Warriors have been doing it for a long time, but t- the teams are, are definitely moving towards the we're going with like 6'9", six, 6'8", six, and yes. under guys. But the difference might be in that there are more players out there now f- at, from the 6'6 six, six to 6'9 six, range that do so much. Uh, are a- able to cover all yep. these different positions, switch screens back and forth, all that stuff. So it's it's kind of I think a blend of of both. Yeah, like you're not going to have the seven foot three guy that is the specialist that can only do this and only can do that, and you're not going to have the six foot guy that can only uh, you know handle the ball and pass. Like like Calvin's saying, everybody is going to be six eight to seven foot. They're all going to be able to switch. They're all going to be able to shoot. They're all going to be able to pass the ball. Like. It's it's this positionless basketball where we're we're seeing everybody become the same prototypical player, and I, I see the league definitely moving in that direction. I feel like there's more small like six eight centers than ever. Yeah, yeah, just more skilled and just I guess uh, not in terms of like the entire team is getting bigger, but like the Holy smaller guys cow. are getting eliminated. You find uh, Charlie's. Charlie's tweet there? I did. It's a four-team deal, so get ready okay. for this. Let's hear it. Uh, we'll start with the Kings, I guess. The, the Kings, in this is Charlie's perfect draft day. Is this your draft day scenario trade? Yeah. Um, the Kings receive OG Anobi, Josh Hart, and Miami's first-round pick, 27th overall for this year. Okay. The Raptors receive Justin Holiday. Rashawn Holmes, a first-round pick from the Blazers, number seven overall, and the Kings' second-round pick at number 37. The Blazers receive Maurice Harkless and the number four overall pick from the Kings, and Miami receives the Blazers' second-round pick, 36th overall, and the Raptors' second-round pick, 33rd overall. So the so Blazers, a lot, lot of information. There. Blazers are moving up to four. Blazers, That's what I got are, from that, are yeah, giving up seven and moving to four. Kings get Anobi, Josh Hart, and the twenty seventh overall pick. Ooh, I don't know if I'm down with that deal. There's a lot going on in this deal. I'm not sure what Miami's incentive overall in this deal is um i realize they're the team that needs the least out of all of these guys so but man i i don't know i i like the the deal for certain reasons but again i co- i go back to what i've said before on this channel anytime you have a trade that involves more than two teams it is damn near impossible to get it done 
Like there's just so much stuff that has to go right yeah. in order. And a four team deal is even obviously even bigger. So I like Josh Hart. I like OG, but I, I think the fourth pick is worth a lot more than those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think more about it. And they're giving him holiday too, which you could probably get maybe a late first round pick for him. Yeah. From I mean, you are getting a Nobi in return though. Like yeah. I think that's an upgrade from holiday. Yeah. But not for the fourth pick. I don't know. Patrick says, I truly think Monty will make a huge move because of the contract concerns for DeMontis uh, or Domas. We got, or we, so we got to show him we want to win. Uh, by us giving up Tyrese shows that he has some big coming for next season. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You're basically proving to him why he should stay. And you got to make yeah. a big move. And yeah. I think Monty's totally on board. He said that. He said he's going to be aggressive. He said there's times where he needs to be patient. There's times where he needs to be ab- aggressive. This offseason, he needs to be aggressive. I think we all agree. What's up, Fred? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate the super chat. Uh, I'm not welcome, sure if you welcome. were here with us earlier, but Calvin and I are heading to Waikiki this weekend. So uh, thank you for the beer money. Yes, Much we, we will use all 99 cents of that. That's for sure. <laughs> Much appreciated. 9.99. Well, I meant like the, the oh, leftover. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll take it down to the, the penny <laughs> for sure. Uh, Kevin says, can I interest the Kings in Tobias Harris? Are you a Sixers fan, Kevin? He was in that movie last night. There's just so many people. In yeah. That yeah. If you guys haven't watched Hustle yet on uh, Netflix, I watched it last night. Great movie. A lot of cameos. A lot of cameos. Yeah. Really, really cool movie. All right. Progressive G, I feel like there's more small, like, six, eight centers than ever, but I do agree that players are becoming way more skilled. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's evolving. It's evolving, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting offseason, guys. I hope, hopefully, you are excited as I am because I'm ecstatic. We got the draft in two weeks, dude. Two, two weeks, weeks away. Yeah. So we're going to be live next Thursday again to go over all these things, and then the Thursday after that, we'll be live for the draft. So make sure you guys join us for that. Maybe we'll have Calvin DJing again, uh, having fun here. But there is a lot of stuff to happen for the Kings this offseason. I'm going to say it again: Kings are making the playoffs. But it all starts with the draft. So that, that is very, very yep. exciting. Uh, Kevin says, I am a fan of Halliburton. Any lingering pain at that trade? I mean, you got to move on, man. Got to move on. Can't be living in the past. I was a huge Tyrese Halliburton fan. I still am a huge Tyrese Halliburton fan. I want him to do well. Yeah. But having pain or, or being upset about that, you got any lingering pain ain't, from the Jimmy Butler trade? <laughs> <laughs> ain't going to ruin my day. And, you know, if I was mad about Halliburton, I'd be mad about, uh, still be mad about Doncic. I'd be mad about Damian Lillard. I'd be mad about all these other guys that the Kings could have had. But I can't live my life that way. Yeah. I'd be mad about I, not I, buying Bitcoin in 2012. I think it's easy to say that there will be, for sure, lingering pain for a lot of Kings fans until the Kings make the playoffs, right? Like. That's yes. that's the only way out. Yes, you know? yes, that is the pain that I'm feeling. It's yeah. the constant <laughs> losing pain, not the what could have, should have, didn't happen. Patrick says, "Is Chet a good three point shooter?" I think so. Yeah, 
he he might not be the best three point shooter in the in the class or even the best big man three point shooter, but he can definitely shoot it. Yeah. And I think his uh his above the rim ability is definitely uh understated. I think he's He's great. It's funny. I'll, I'll let you guys know here, but I was talking to Calvin before we started the show. And this is a horrible comparison, so don't get mad at me. <laughs> don't get mad at me. It's, a, it's really a horrible comparison. But watching Chet Holmgren sometimes. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm like, this guy reminds me of a DeAndre Jordan that has an offensive game that can handle the ball, pass, and shoot the three. Like, the way he plays defense, the way he blocks shots, and the way that he can catch lobs, like, he is DeAndre Jordan plus everything that DeAndre <laughs> Jordan was missing. And, like, half his size. Yeah. His, his uh, <laughs> girth. <laughs> He, he needs to bulk up. He does. He does. We we all agree there. But, Calvin, you and I, we grew up as pretty skinny guys. Like, we're still pretty, still skinny, pretty skinny. But um, it's just something that comes with age. And, yeah, I mean, watching interviews with him, he is a workaholic. He's like, I love basketball. I grind. He's like, I'm on the court six days a week. Yep. He's like, I'm in yep. the gym six days a week. I'm doing all this, all that which is great in terms of like developing skills and all that, but it's not always the best for when you're trying to gain weight because well, yeah, you could be that, eating a thousand calories a day, but oh, if you're I'm burning, sure he's eating a ton. If you're I, there was a point in my life where I ate 5,000 calories a day and I was only able to put on 10 pounds. So yeah, some guys, it, it just doesn't work very, or doesn't, it, it's not as easy. Yeah. I would just say, Chet, have you tried beer? Because <laughs> beer works great. Ask Luca. Yeah, it works great. Oh, man. Fred says, if we can move up to get Chet, uh, would be the bomb and not give up a bundle. Yeah, I'm with you, Fred. I think the yeah. Kings need to move up to two. I'm throwing it out there. I think you give a top five protected pick next year and this year's pick number four to move up to two. If you can get Chet or Jabari, I am ecstatic. Ecstatic. And, Calvin, I do have to throw it out here. Jabari Smith is not the consensus number one pick. Like, a lot of people, he's he's number one on a lot of draft boards, but not all of them. And we don't know the Magic are for sure taking him. Pick no, definitely one. not. 
So we could see odds on favorite right now to go number one. We could see things happen. Like who would have picked Anthony Bennett to go number one to Cleveland? Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You can't (laughs) predict that. But I remember the Kings, I think, had the eighth pick that year and they were projected to get Anthony Bennett with the eighth pick. Uh And I was not sold. I was never sold on Anthony Bennett. And as soon and as then it started, you started questioning yourself when he goes number one. Over no, him. no. But as soon as he goes number one, I'm like, yes, oh. <laughs> yes. He goes number one. Yes. The Kings are not going to take Anthony Bennett. And we got screwed anyway. So that, that's kind of how it goes. Progressive G says, I'm in more pain about Luca. I, I mean, yeah, uh, it, I feel you on that. Um, there is a lot of pain with Luka Doncic because the dude is an absolute stud, but it kind of goes to what Calvin and I have been talking about um, in terms of like players, right? Like you can't like there's, there's guys that you love to hate, right? Like I'd throw Draymond Green out there as a guy that like everybody loves to hate, but then you have guys like Jordan, Doncic, LeBron, Kobe, um, where people just hate them because they are who they are. Like I hated Kobe because he's a Laker and I'm a Kings fan. But I could still appreciate how good of a player he was. And I think that's kind of the, the point on Doncic is just because you have the pain or he didn't end up with your team being the Kings, like you can still appreciate how good of a player he is and try and turn that hate or that pain into joy of being a basketball fan and being able to watch a guy doing amazing things because he is an amazing player. And I think the Kings will rebound so i'm not worried i'm not worried you like watching Doncic? hell yeah i do he's a lot of fun i like watching great basketball players yeah that's true that is true all right xavier appreciate the super chat any thoughts on who you consider to draft with our two picks in the second round um or do you see those in a trade package man that that's tough um recent history would lead you to believe that the Kings might use it in a trade package. I mean, they, they've drafted, uh, what Kenny Martin jr. Traded him. Yep. Xavier Tillman traded Traded him. him. Um, the dude to Portland jr. I think he's a junior also. He got traded. I'm not sure. Oh man. Blanking. Can't think I'm blanking on the name. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, second round picks are, are so tough, right? Like there's only one Nikola Jokic. <laughs> yeah. Somebody help me here. Who did the Kings take in the second round and traded the Blazers? And he, t- Oh, Gary Trent jr. There oh, we go. Yeah, Gary, Gary Trent, Trent jr. jr. I was like, yes. junior, there's so many juniors now, junior, junior, junior. Yeah. And I'm comparing Jabari Smith jr. With Jaron Jackson jr. <laughs> there's too many J's. There's too many juniors. Oh man. All right. Um, Kings have the, not the white drafted Kevin Garnett. Well. I like that comparison actually. Kings have not drafted well in the second round. Yeah, the second round's a crapshoot for me. Uh Johnny Juzang's a good name to throw out there for I second hope round we pick. see Sharif go in the second round. Maybe not to the Kings, but I just hope he gets drafted. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see it, but one can hope. I hope so. I hope so. Sass, what's up? It's been a while. Why be mad Fox and Sabonis better than Hallie? Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy what we have and enjoy the other players for what I get to watch. There's no hate from me for any of those guys, unless you're on the Lakers. 
Ivy could change the top three, says Fred. Very true. You think he moves could. up? He could. Houston? I, I mean, yeah, look, there's there there are so many reports about teams like the Rockets, even Oklahoma City, as liking Jaden Ivy a lot. So that that alone might change it. Whether one of those teams decides to take him in the top three or they trade out of the top three with the hopes that they're going to pick him up later at four or five, whatever. Yeah. Detroit really wants him too. So do they try to move up, you know, into the top four, top three to get him? A dude from the Philippines. Is that Kai Soto? Uh, I'm not sure 100%. I think so. I think I've seen, I've seen a bunch of clips on this guy. Kai Soto from the Philippines. I've seen some highlights. The dude looks great, but uh, you never know. He's 7'2", um, and I have no idea where he's going. I don't even see him on this mock draft. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see. Maybe they can take him in the second round if he's uh, even available. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts, Fred, on, on Kai Soto? Um, there was a dude last year in the draft, the other Kai. Kai Jones? No. Yes. That I'd like going the, to Charlotte? Yeah, that I wanted the Kings to take in the second yeah. round. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not so worried about the second round at this point just because it's such a crapshoot, and I'm more worried about the first round. Um, I would be entertaining trades for those picks uh, or if a guy was to fall, um, but I think the Kings are, are pretty adamant right now that they need win-now players, and I don't know how many second-round picks are, are win-now players. Like, we've seen Draymond Green – we well, see even, the Joker, but it takes them a but while. But those guys were not considered yeah. win-now players at the time they were drafted. That's not You don't use that term in the second round. So. Yeah. If we draft Kai, it would mean we don't believe in Keita, says Sass. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Keita's even on the team next year. I hope he is. Do you remember that the Kings used to have Jabari Smith Sr.? Yeah. Wow. I do remember that. Yeah, actually. that was a while ago. And there was a – who was it? Is it – is it uh, Paulo's mom played on the Monarchs? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, I think she played with the Sacramento Monarchs. So that'd be pretty cool to have have that connection. But like I said, I'm a little worried about the Duke Big Men thing. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. But, uh, yeah, another Duke Big Man, I'm uh, – uh, kind of holding back on this. Any other guys that you want to mention? I mean, we talked about Benedict Matherin before. Uh, a guy that, that we were talking about before that I was really surprised, Patrick Baldwin Jr., mm-hmm. has dropped a ton. The dude's projected to go to the Spurs at pick 20. You and I have drafted him in NBA 2K a ton of times. Yes. Ends up being the best player in this entire <laughs> draft class. Yeah, well, just like... It's 2K. You shouldn't give financial advice for a betting <laughs> website. You shouldn't give uh, maybe prospect advice on 2K, but... It's 2K, but he's a wing. Uh, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on, on Patrick Baldwin Jr.? What do you think he can bring to the league? Is this a guy that maybe a team could pick up late, maybe get a steal? Yeah, I see him as being one of those potential late first round guys that um, you know could really make an impact two, three years down the line. It's all about how he progresses, you know, in the pro game. Um, but it, in terms of the Kings, like I don't think 
it's really worth talking a lot about Patrick Baldwin Jr. because they're they're picking too high in the first round for him. Yeah. And by the time they pick again in the second round, he'll probably be gone. Unless they move down. Uh, unless they move down, but they'd have to move down a lot in order to justify taking Baldwin Jr. at whatever so pick it is. Here's the reason I brought that up is because Sass here, shout out to Sass. Did you hear James Ham said that we were going to trade our pick for John Collins last year, but the Hawks backed down last minute. If the Kings were to trade this pick for a guy like John Collins and move down to maybe where the Hawks are drafting, which is pick 16, which is right around a good area where maybe you could take a guy like Pat Baldwin. Yeah. But I'll, I'll let Calvin give his thoughts here in a second. The concern I have for, for going after a guy like John Collins, and I said this already, but I'll say it again. John Collins makes a lot of money. If you're to go after a guy like DeAndre Ayton, I like Ayton a lot. I think you should definitely make calls on a guy like that, but he makes a lot of money as well. I think you're better off moving up to pick number two, taking a guy that's going to make $9, $10 million a year to solidify that position for the foreseeable future. You have him locked up for four years, and you still have some salary cap flexibility. Cal? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a pretty good assessment. I, I like John Collins, but the the guy hasn't quite been consistent enough as a, you know, top tier player in the NBA for me to to justify sending a huge trade package out for him. Um and that including something like the number four pick, especially if if it's possible to move up to number two. Now maybe it's not possible, but uh I'd be I'd be cautious about the type of deal that I would be giving up in order to get John Collins. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Charlie, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, man? You seem very negative today. <laughs> Let's be real. The fourth pick isn't worth shit in this draft. We don't know, man. We don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. But maybe I can cheer you up here. We're giving away a $250 Fanatics gift card. If you guys have not entered in, it's easy. All you got to do is click on the link that I just posted in the chat, like the video, uh, subscribe to that channel, and write your favorite team down below. Maybe Charlie will win a $250 Fanatics gift card. Maybe he can get himself uh, you know, a Jabari Smith jersey or, or something like that. That's a joke, Charlie. You can spend it on, on whatever you'd like. Patrick says he likes Harrison Barnes better than John Collins. Um, man, I, that's tough. Like I, I love Harrison Barnes, but he's getting older. Uh, you know that he only has one year left on his deal, but he still makes a decent amount of money for a guy that is a very solid player, but is not like one of the statistically the the best contributing players to your team. He's a really solid all around player. John Collins definitely has more upside at this point, you know, in both players careers, I would Younger. say. He's younger, yep, and uh, yeah, that's a tough, tough call. They play different positions, yes. Although they do, the Kings do like to play Harrison at the four at times. But uh, yeah, I definitely consider them different players overall. Yeah. And the thing about Harrison Barnes is just like we were talking about how the Kings need to impress Demontis Sabonis to make him stay. Harrison Barnes is entering in the last year of his contract at eighteen million dollars. Yes, we traded for him once, and we were able to re-sign him, but does he stay again? He'll be 31 when this contract is up. He might look at the Kings and say, sorry, guys, I'm moving on. I want to compete for another ring or something mm -hmm. like that. 
or maybe he does sign on, but he costs 20, 20 plus million dollars. So um, I'm not sure how much longer Harrison Barnes will remain on this roster, but I think the draft and what happens this year in free agency will have a big impact on him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if HB was shipped out before the deadline because he's a valuable player, yeah. expiring contract, could help a championship team uh, or maybe a, a contending team become a championship-level team. And, you know, if the Kings start sliding like they do, he's the first one that's getting traded, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for him to be one of the Kings' most tradable players. You, you know, it, from the Kings' perspective, if you're another team, you might not want Harrison Barnes. But if, if the Kings are trying to make a deal uh, for whether it's to move up in the draft, move down, acquire better talent, to me, Rashawn Holmes and Harrison Barnes are the first two people that I'm dangling out yep. uh, in front of other teams. Yep. Yeah, and, and draft picks, I'd throw draft picks in there as well. I, I saw someone mention that the Kings don't want to trade their draft pick, um, but Kings draft picks are valuable. Like, it's got to be one of the most valuable draft picks in the league, right? If you're looking at, like, teams over the last 10 years, the Kings draft pick has been consistently bad or good, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, and if you're the Kings and you're like, okay, we need to make this final push, we need to make the playoffs, how much are draft picks really going to help me? Are they? Is next year's draft pick going to help me w uh, make the playoffs this season? Um, is next year's draft pick even going to help me make the playoffs next season? Or am I better off trading it for a guy that can help me win now because my job now matters, right? Yeah. If you're Monty, you're like, I'm fighting for my job now, not my job four years from now. And and that's kind of the situation I get in. And I, I contradict myself sometimes too, right? Because I just said I'd rather have a top two pick in this draft versus a guy like John Collins. Um, but it's it's a balance that they got to figure out. Sass says trading up would be the ideal situation, but OKC would have to be willing to do so. Trading down would get us the most bang for the buck, seeing – uh, how so many teams want Ivy. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with both of those. It, it takes two to tango. OKC's wanted draft picks in the past, so maybe you could get them um, to go for a trade. But, you know, if if you are able to move up to pick number two and this draft ends up turning into a two-player draft in Holmgren and Smith, maybe that's the best bang for your buck is securing one of those guys. Because, like Calvin said, like, I think Jabari Smith is like a lock to be a really, really good NBA player. For me, Chet Holmgren is that unicorn where he could be an amazing generational talent or he could be the next Greg Oden. Oh, wow. And I, I hate to be yeah, so strong words. Yeah, right I there. mean, I hate to be like that. But you look at a guy like that and it's he's big and he's skinny and maybe he's not fragile yeah. looking, but it's like, okay, you let weigh less than 200 pounds and you're going to be banging inside with everybody. Like, I'm, I'm drafting you to be good now, and I'm drafting you to be good in 10 years from now because when you're drafting number two overall, you don't want a, a Marvin Bagley. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it, it, tough. That's tough. All right, Mike's who y'all trading or who y'all going with at pick number four? Who am I going with at pick four? Nobody. I don't want to pick it for. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want Keegan Murray at four. Yeah, I mean, so Keegan Murray is actually one of the only guys we haven't talked about yet. He, I like him a lot. He might be my 
favorite player actually overall in this draft. Um, not necessarily meaning that I think he has the highest ceiling or the most potential of anybody in this draft, but I think he might be the most NBA ready player from a, a body uh, and talent wise standpoint. I, I love him. I think he fits so many areas of need for this team. He's incredibly versatile. Like if you go back and watch his film at Iowa, not only was he uh, the, the nation's best scorer and had an insane uh, Big Ten tournament performance, but defensively he brings that to the table as well. At times he played the five for Iowa, anchored their defense. They also put him on the point in their full court press. Like he can do so many different types of things. Uh, and again, the, I think the fit for the Kings as a team is really, really great as well. So I love Keegan Murray for Sacramento, which for me, trading down, you know, to get him and another player yeah. could be the best option for them. And maybe you do have to end up taking Jaden Ivey and trading him. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, that's really tough. <laughs> Progressive G. Random fact, Jabari Smith Sr. and Kwame Brown are cousins. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Steven, what's up, dude? Good to see you. We missed you earlier on, on basketball at the bar. Rockets need to draft Bonchero. Yes. Or Boncaro. Yes. John Collins is a power forward. Yeah, I mean, we saw Harrison Barnes play the power forward position a lot this season as well. Two, King James Las Vegas Knights basketball team. What do you think? We just talked about this earlier. Las Vegas yeah. Knights draft Bronny James. The problem with that is, can LeBron be the owner of the team and play on the team? I don't know. And Calvin had a good point. LeBron said he wants to play his last year with his son. So maybe LeBron stays with the Lakers. They draft Bronny James. Then LeBron retires, starts his own team, and then maybe they trade for Bronny or they get him in the expansion draft. Expansion draft, draft yeah. Very, very interesting. God, that would be so fucking crazy <laughs> What actually happened. What do you think he's going to name the team? I don't know. I like I'm, so. I'm assuming he will be asking for a lot of input. One of the it won't one just of the, be his decision. One but. of the 2K teams that you can download is called the Las Vegas Aces. But is that a WNBA it team? It is a WNBA. Is it current or yes. it was an X team? Current team. So they currently play in Las Becky Vegas. Becky Hammond is their coach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I'm not a WNBA. Uh, I'm a fan, but I don't watch all the games and all the teams. Oh, so. I I don't watch any games, but I know who the teams are. Hmm. What what could King James call his team in Las Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. The Royal Flushes. <laughs> <laughs> pretty awful name for a basketball team, I think. RP, what's up, RP? It's been a while since we've seen you. Harrison is the worst defender on closeouts in the league. Las Vegas Roids. <laughs> Can he go ASAP? I, I think he'll be leaving soon. But, but we will see. Patrick lo loves Christian Wood. So do we. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Could you see a situation where he ends up with Sacramento? Um, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, it, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, Houston is probably looking at drafting Boncaro, right? Who you could slide into the power forward position, play him next to Alfred Sagan, maybe, who at your five. Uh, so then, you know, from that standpoint, you might think that Christian Wood is expendable a little bit. But 
Christian Wood right now is a better player than both those guys. So yeah. I, I don't really know what it would take to get him away from Houston. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know why Houston would want to trade him unless he doesn't want to be there. But I like Christian Wood a lot. I would love to have him on this team. Jim's got a good point here. Uh, he's talking about Mike Brown, defensive-minded coach, and uh, maybe Keegan Murray is the Mike Brown guy. Yeah, well, for me, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this broadcast. Kings need to focus on a, a bunch of things, acquiring talent, but they've got to be better defensively. Like, they have to go out and draft players that are going to play defense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Sass, I mean, Oklahoma City is probably one of the toughest, toughest teams to even figure out what they want, right? Like, I think they're on their way to building the next KD, Westbrook, and Harden. They just are trying to figure it out and how to not screw it up like they did last time. Um, I don't know if they're in that spot where they're, they are starting to like, okay, we need some win-now players, or if they're still just like, ah, we don't really see anybody we like. We're just going to keep developing the young guys we have, keep adding draft picks. We'll be the, the league-wide team that can take on salary dumps, and we'll just take first-round picks from there. Yeah. That's tough. And maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're like, we need to wait until the Warriors calm down. We, we need to wait until some of these other teams that have dominated, uh, you know, lose their edge. And, and maybe that's sooner rather than later. All right. Steven Rose likes Keegan Murray. <laughs> Marvin Bagley kicks rocks. Vegas and Seattle, yeah, I think they are the top two teams right now in terms of expansion franchises. Uh, I wonder who would get the Seattle team. Maybe it's the dude from Nike. You know, his bid was rejected by the Blazers. Oh, I didn't see that, actually. It was officially rejected, and they said, the team is not for sale. It will yeah. be in the future, but it's not now. Kind of sounds like the Elon Musk Twitter thing, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Twitter's not for sale, and then two weeks later, all right, we'll sell you Twitter. <laughs> Uh, negotiation 101, I guess. Two says, oh, sorry. Uh, hey, the Kings need to put the opponent rims two inches higher <laughs> to win a championship. We saw that yesterday. That was pretty wild. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the game yesterday? Because there was a lot of stuff going on. And if you've been watching basketball at the bar, you know that Calvin and I were spot on on yesterday's game. And if you weren't, what are you doing with your life? Go subscribe to Basketball at the Bar. Calvin and I are live on that channel almost every single day. So if you guys miss us, if you're bummed that you only get to see us once a week right now in Royal Rebounds because the Kings are not in the playoffs, check us out on Basketball at the Bar. We would love to have you guys. And I'm going to post the link one more time here. We're giving away a Fanatics gift card for $250 uh, to get – um, Charlie, a Jabari Smith jersey. So make sure you guys go watch that video. Follow the instructions. It's only like 30 seconds long. Enter in to win the gift card. But, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun, man, watching that game yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the flagrant foul that is that – I don't know, dude. Just, like – the thing that frustrates me the most about this whole thing now with the flagrant fouls and all this stuff, and I'm sorry I'm going on a little tangent here, but I'm going to do it, is just listening to the announcers. <laughs> because now you even have Jeff Van Gundy that's like, oh, that's a flagrant foul. 
And it's like, what are you talking about, Jeff? Calm down. And he's like, the way they call it now, it's a flagrant foul. And he's just so adamant. And he's right. He's right. He is right. But, like, three years ago, he would be talking so much shit about that being a flagrant foul. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, they still do that, you know, to uh, to some degree. But Ooh, the Las Vegas jackpots. Oh, hey, I know. They probably go. never hit because I never hit one when I'm in <laughs> Vegas. They'd only be yeah. good on the road, huh? What about Las Vegas Sportsbook? <laughs> oh, that's a good name. That's a good name. Las who are you Vegas betting on today? Generals. Las Vegas Sportsbook. No, no. Who are you betting on? Las Vegas Sportsbook. I'm betting on the Las Vegas Sportsbook at the Las <laughs> Vegas Sportsbook. Patrick says, we need shooting. What about getting Duncan Robinson? Hell no. I don't want no Duncan Robinson on this team. We need shooting, but we need defense. Like, we've watched 10 years of good shooting and no defense on the yeah. Kings. Do I want to continue that? If you could get hell Duncan no. Robinson for less than $17 million a year or whatever the hell it is, I'd yeah. be interested. I'll but. trade for Duncan Robinson if they throw in Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler. <laughs> All right. Sass says, 2K. Sass says the Celtics look like a better team. Yeah, I mean, that's what Calvin's been saying all along is fully healthy. They got more, and they are healthy, and the Warriors are not. Duncan Robinson, Harrison Barnes. Oh, you guys are going crazy about Duncan Robinson. Uh, and his defense makes him unplayable. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, what is this? Brown could turn Keegan into Draymond Green with a jumper. Wow, that's a bold take, Jim. Hopefully he doesn't get ejected or, or foul out like Draymond Green. <laughs> what do you think? What do I think about that comparison? Yeah, Mike Brown and his effect on Keegan Murray. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think Mike Brown will have, if they get the, the right type of player for him, a guy that plays defense and, and is versatile, uh, you know, can play a few different positions, guard a bunch of positions. Andrew Wiggins is another one that comes to mind. Like, I think that Mike Brown, it will be good for that. Absolutely. Did Mike Brown coach Anthony Bennett? It's a good question. Because I, I don't remember. Because remember, like, so LeBron left, right? He went to Miami. Then they had the Clippers pick, and they got Kyrie and Tristan Thompson. They had one and four. Yep. Then they took... Dion Waiters, I think, the next year. And I think Mike Brown came back for, like, a small stint there, right? Wasn't it, like, one year, and then he got fired, and then they hired David Blatt, and then yeah, LeBron came, right. and I they had Blatt, right. and then he got fired, and then they brought in uh, oh the rookie guy who's the Clippers head coach now. Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. I, I like Mike Brown a lot. I'm not. I'm not throwing any shade at Mike Brown. I was just trying trying to catch up here. There's so many things going on. Yeah. Anthony, what's up, Anthony? Anthony says I think the difference was Warriors D was lacking. Celtics kept attacking the paint due to the lack of rim protection. The Celtics are just too big. They are big. I mean, it 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 hurt them um, in game one playing that big lineup, but it definitely worked in game three. So, yeah, I, I mean, to me it's more about the Celtics defense than it is the Warriors defense. But Yeah. Yeah, and for me it's Draymond Green is not in the right mental state and he's hurting his team and Curry's injured and all that, and they're getting old. They haven't 
the Warriors haven't chosen a path. They're like, we want to support our old veterans and win them a chip, and we also want to have all the young guys and have them working do out well them right in now. the future. But there's no bridge. There's no bridge. Wiggins is maybe the closest to the bridge in the middle, but I think if they want to win another championship, and I could be wrong because they could win this one, but I think they need to figure out either they're going to trade the big guys to bring in more guys that are on the young guys' timeline, or they're going to trade the young guys and bring in more help for the veterans. It's, yeah, they, it's they're going to have some tough questions to answer for sure. It's tough. Uh, Charlie, to get the gift card, all you need to do is click on the link that I posted in the chat, Watch the video. It's like 30 seconds long. You just uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel, comment your favorite team down below, and then when we when we reach 1,000 subscribers on that channel, we will give away the gift card to one lucky person, and we'll mail it to you, we'll email it to you, whatever method you prefer. All right, who's up next? Key Kings, hey, good to see you again. Patrick, what about <laughs> Nick Ross? Yes, Kevin, yes. Uh, I was on this channel all year long pleading for the Kings not to trade for Ben Simmons. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kevin. We, we appreciate the super chat. Are you glad you didn't trade <laughs> for Ben Simmons? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was on the Ben Simmons trade boat, like, last offseason, and then, like, a month into the season, I was like, no, I don't want to trade for him anymore because I don't know what he's going to do. I didn't even – remember when I said I was like, don't, is he even going to no play? knows what he's Is he doing. even going to play this season? <laughs> um, so, yeah, happy we avoided that. But I bet that. you're glad that they traded him. I'm happy we avoided that. But at the same time, did we get better? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe next season, but we didn't have a great year last year. Patrick says, what about Nick Rocks? You know who that is? I I don't actually. It, sa I, it sounds like it's a joke. Yeah. But all like, I know is I don't know. All I know is D's. Patrick, do you know D's? <laughs> That's all I know. I don't know about Nick Rocks. Please don't mention Keegan <laughs> Ivy or Bust. Says Billy. Don't rewatch this episode then. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. You got a Pepe in your in your profile picture, Billy. That's cool. A rare Pepe. Key King says, basically two weeks left until the draft. It is two weeks, exactly, to the day. Is it me, or did this go by really fast? Yeah, it really did. Um, it did go by fast. I mean, the whole playoffs went by fast. Calvin and I, we started basketball at the bar day one of the NBA playoffs, and uh, it's gone by extremely fast. What did we finish, episode 43 today? I think so, yeah. Which is wild. Um, but exciting, exciting playoffs. Exciting offseason so far for the Kings. They got their head coach and Mike Brown. We moved up in the draft lottery. Like, it's been an amazing month. Um, so I, I'm just excited to get here into the draft for sure. Oh, Stauskas. Oh. oh, you're talking about Sauce Castillo. That's right. That's okay. Right. Okay. He's with the Celtics now, right? Interesting. Yeah. I don't think we got to see him play at all. Also a three-point shooter that doesn't play any defense. I'd probably rather have him <laughs> over Duncan Robinson. Oh, wow, really? I mean, he's costing much less. Well, yes, <laughs> uh, from a financial standpoint, yeah, for sure. Sass says, Ivy would create such a logjam. Monty would have to think he's a star player to be worth it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 
kind of what we were getting at with the guards. Totally. You know, Shaden Sharp could potentially play the three, and maybe you move HB to the four and play him, but he's got even more question marks than, <laughs> than Jaden Ivey. So that's, that's, that's really tough. Wow, we've been live for over an hour already, Calvin. Uh, I know you got to get ready. No, you're off work today, huh? I am not off oh, work. Oh, I you're working today, so we can to go to work today, so I can play this weekend. Okay, all right. Well, um, I think we're done talking about the draft right now. But hey, if you guys have any questions, drop them in the chat. We're happy to stick around here for a few more minutes and answer any questions, thoughts, concerns. Uh, if you like Calvin's uh, Ben drinking shirt. Or my Nilo's shirt, if you're ever in Maui, in, uh, by the airport in Paia, there's an amazing restaurant called Nilo's. My friend Jeremy is the owner. If you're ever there, tell him that Calvin and Barry sent you. He's an awesome guy and will definitely take care of you guys. Uh, but, yeah, if you have any more questions, drop them here in the chat. And also, don't forget to like the video. I see we got 23 likes. That means we had 23 Kings fans in here. I'd like to see a little bit more than that, but we appreciate all uh, the I likes. I see 24. Also, please subscribe to the channel. Please share this with all your favorite Kings fans. Calvin and I are going to be putting out a ton of interesting Kings content on this channel during the offseason. Also, don't forget to go subscribe to our other channel, Basketball at the Bar. We're going to be doing a ton of stuff on there. If you like NBA 2K, check us out. We're going to be doing some 2K rebuilds. If you'd like to play online with us, hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, and we'll definitely uh, arrange a time to, to come hang out and play with you guys. All right, uh, Patrick, watch Monty get someone we weren't thinking of. I mean, if you watched our uh, the past two, no, was it two years? No, two years ago, we didn't even think Tyrese Halliburton was going to be available, right? So we didn't even yeah. talk about him in our draft <laughs> special. Yeah, and then bam, he goes. We talked a little bit about Davion Mitchell last last year, but not not too much. But you got to think that if you have pick four. Uh, it's a lot easier to kind of narrow down what the potential yeah. is if you do yeah. draft with that pick. Oh, this is a good question. Jim says, is there an oh shit no pick at four? Probably not for me. I mean, un unless you're going to take somebody Jay like Ivy's that guy for you. No, he's not an, Oh shit. No pick for me. <laughs> he's just not the person that I would take. Um, but I mean, they'd have to take like Patrick Baldwin jr. At number four to be yeah. for me to go like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would not be happy if they drafted a guard, but as long as they take somebody that's projected to go in the top six or seven, yeah. I think I'd be okay, or at least I wouldn't be uh, throwing things at my television. Yeah. But if, if they took an Anthony Bennett or somebody like that, yeah, yeah, that would be, I would be angry. I'd be angrier than I was over probably uh, Halliburton trade. Oh, wow. I mean, you saw me. I wasn't that happy. But no, you weren't. We were in Sacramento. More, we were more shocked at we the were, time trying we were, to get ready for a show. Yeah, we were at Punchbowl Social. Yeah. We were going to the games. We got to see Sabonis the next day. Like, yeah. great times, great times. Sass, yes, we will be streaming live on this channel during the draft. We'll be watching it with you guys. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll post the link uh, ahead of time so you guys will know exactly the time and also yes hit the notification bell 
that notification cowbell on our channel and it'll notify you guys every time we post a new video or when we schedule a video for a live stream. Jim says, what's your take on Sharp? Sharp's difficult because there's not much to look at. Yeah, I mean, you have to base your assessment of him purely off of workouts, scrimmages, and <clears throat> what he did in high school, which, uh, you know, there's definitely been players that have gone on to succeed big time in those situations, yep. but they're far and few to come by. So... Uh, he certainly has all the potential in the world, and, and there's a lot of reasons why you would be interested in drafting him, I think, for a big handful of teams, not just Sacramento. But it, he might be the biggest, uh, highest risk, highest reward type pick out there. Yeah, this dude could be an absolute home run or slam dunk for, for a team that takes him, uh, or he could be out of the league in a couple years. It's really hard to tell, but the dude has a ton of talent um, there's a reason he's projected to go pick number five. When I was watching videos of, of Sharp and Ivy, personally, I think that Sharp fits better with the Sacramento Kings roster, especially with a guy like De'Aaron Fox, because he's a much better off-ball shooter. He doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. But you're right, high risk, high reward. We haven't really seen much from this guy. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if the Kings are in a position to take that kind of gamble. Unless, like you yeah. said, maybe you are able to get a guy like an Aiton or get a guy, uh, you know, like um, John Collins and not give up that draft pick. Yeah, that makes taking a, a swing can do it. At, for somebody like that more uh, better, you know, I, I would say. Yeah. What's up, Ivan? Ivan is uh, scared of Sharp as well. Yeah, he, he's a really, really tough, tough prospect. Who was it that went a few years ago that they were talking about? It was like the International Man of Mystery. Uh, Murray, I don't remember the guy's name. I think he ended up with like Denver or something. Fell out of the league in just a couple years. And then I think he played with the Kings. Emmanuel Moutier. Oh, yeah. You remember? The, he was the yeah. mystery where people were like, right. we haven't seen much from him. He could be an incredible player or he could be out of the league. He yeah. was out pretty quick. Signed with the, the Kings last year or the year before. Played last a year, little bit. on a 10-day contract yeah, played a little bit. COVID and outbreak. Then, we haven't seen much from him after that. So. Or I guess this year, right? Like, it's yeah. technically not over yet. Chet and Sabonis would be a great duo. Yeah, I, I, I would love that. I like Jabari and Sabonis that. as well. Uh, I think they would they would do great. RP says, Zach Levine and Jabari or Chet, this will be the big offseason move. I mean, RP, if this happens, I'm going to be doing some partying with you guys because that is an absolute home run is it going to happen probably not but that's okay i think we'll get a good player here in the draft and monty's going to be very aggressive in the off season so we'll we'll make some stuff happen william sharp's no good because he didn't play at ku then a four-year student who didn't wait then a four-year student who did two years more of postgraduate work should be automatic number one pick, all that experience. Takes a lot more than experience to be the number one pick. In fact, the NBA drafts far more based on talent and uh, potential than they do on experience. Also, I, I'm sorry, I have to be a little bit of a stickler here. KU is Kansas, UK is Kentucky, but... <laughs> I, I, I'm just a stickler. For I was going to let it so. go, Calvin. <laughs> I was going to let it go. Anyways, I hope you guys are excited. Two weeks away 
from the NBA draft. Uh, so make sure you guys join us. We'll be live next Thursday on this channel. Um, so make sure you guys join us for that, for some Kings content, and then we'll be live during the draft. Calvin, any last words before we end the stream here? Thank you guys for watching. I mean, all, all of this stuff uh, is, you know, s just all speculation at this point, and it's really fun. But we are only two weeks away, and we get to find out actually what happens, and then you can really dive deep into what it means for the team. So uh, I hope that everybody is, is along for the ride for more shows coming up here. Yes, we appreciate you guys so much. You know, we understand that everybody's busy, everybody has a life, and we really appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with us, taking the time out of your day to just listen to us talk because in reality, all we're doing is just sitting up here and rambling for an hour or two about the Sacramento Kings, which is a lot of fun for us. So we greatly appreciate all your support. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Please share this video with all your friends and we appreciate all the super chats from you all wendell moore hit pick four says charlie we'll see about that charlie we'll talk about it <laughs> next week uh, but thank you guys so much for watching we appreciate you all have an amazing thursday have an amazing weekend i'm going to post the link one more time to basketball at the bar if you guys would like to enter in the contest to win the 250 dollars fanatics gift card it is quite easy we will see you guys next week. Thanks for watching, and in the meantime, go Kinks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.